Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Bradley, anesthesiologist and clinical medical ethicist. I am the host of the Black Doctors Podcast. I'm also the host of the podcast formerly known as Ethically Sourced. That's right. Uh, after six months, I'm actually going to make some changes in the new name for the podcast is going to be Curbside Ethics. I'm going to go ahead and split this show out from the Black Doctors Podcast, have an entirely new host and server for the program. Thank you so much for following us this long, and please uh, continue to follow us as we make this transition. This week on Curbside Ethics, we're looking at some of the ethics involved in this new medication that just hit the market. If you didn't know, there's been a revolution in the world of Alzheimer's disease, and after about a 20-year period with no innovations, no significant innovations, the Food and Drug Administration just approved this new Alzheimer's medication. It's called Aduhelm. The generic name is Aducanumab, and it was developed by a company named Biogen. The estimated yearly price tag for this medication is about $56,000. There was a lot of concern with the approval of this medication. There's concerns about the effectiveness of this drug, some of the side effects, some of the research that went into bringing this drug to market, and serious concerns for the patients and for the people that are ultimately going to pay for this medication regimen. Alzheimer's disease, it affects about 6 million Americans, and a lot of them, it, it is an older patient population, so people that are over 65 years of age and are eligible for Medicare, so hence the, uh, the significant cost concerns. Essentially, there's talks of this draining the coffers of Medicare, or at least putting significant financial strain on Medicare funding. It's hard to know exactly how many Medicare beneficiaries will take this medication, but even conservative estimates would lead to a significant increase in Medicare spending. If just one quarter of the current Medicare beneficiaries are prescribed Aduhelm, this would be about 500,000 beneficiaries. Medicare would pay about 103% of $56,000 in the near term. Total spending for that one year would be almost $29 billion paid by Medicare and paid by the patient on this drug. That amount far exceeds the spending of any other drug that's covered under Medicare Part B or Part D. So definitely significant concern about the financial impact. Some of the ethical issues that were raised over the Food and Drug Administration and their decision to approve this medication. So there were several trials that Biogen sponsored. I'll try to kind of summarize what went down and, and how it happened. Back in 2016, on the cover of Nature magazine, there was an, a headline that read targeting amyloid. So amyloid is a protein and it makes up these plaques that are found in patients with Alzheimer's disease and are thought to contribute to the decline in memory and cognitive abilities. So this medication, this, this monoclonal antibody that was being developed is going to target and fight the development of these plaques. Biogen, the company, launched two clinical trials um, to study the effects of this new medication. The Food and Drug Administration actually allowed Biogen to skip a crucial step in the drug development. They skipped the phase two trial, which is where you learn and confirm the study to assure that the final stage of, of testing is completely accurate. The phase two results, you can learn how to dose a drug, the appropriate level and amount to achieve the right balance of safety and benefits. And this is incredibly important for the development of medication. So by skipping phase two, the phase three trials didn't have as much information going into them as they should have. 
they didn't have good information about the effective doses of the, the medication. As they worked on enrolling participants in these trials, Biogen, the company, continued to learn more about dosing, and they actually had to change the instructions and how they were dosing the medication. Some patients that had a certain genetic uh, mutation were more susceptible to side effects and complications from the medication as, as opposed to others. As they were continuing to crunch this information and this data, the interim data analysis was determined to be uh, futile, essentially. And the word gets tossed around in different circles. So in medical ethics, there is futility of care that needs to be better described and broken down when it comes to, typically comes down to um, not offering additional medications or interventions to prolong life. However, in this part, you're seeing a, a merger of the business side of medicine, or actually not even medicine, the industry, the, the pharmacy industry. And for them, futility kind of means this is no longer cost effective. They've sunk some cost into research and development, but as they get data back from these clinical trials, they're saying, hey, this doesn't really work, and the low chance of success means we're going to lose a lot of money on this. Companies will defend this concept as this is a part of their business research and their economics. Um, every day that you're working on these clinical trials, the company's paying money, they're using time. So if it's not going to work out, it doesn't look promising, they'll cut their losses and move on to the next drug. Unfortunately, especially when you're looking at science, when you stop these trials early due to various reasons, usually you stop a trial early if it shows that the medication or intervention works fantastically well, or if there's terrible, terrible side effects, you can stop those trials. And those are due to patient safety and outcomes. If you stop these trials due to kind of the financial risk benefits, you're left with some incomplete data sets. And this can really have a negative impact on the research for these medications. Skipping that phase two and then performance futility analysis led to a series of other events uh, which affected the development of bringing this drug to market. In 2019, in March of 2019, Biogen announced that due to this futility analysis, they were going to shut down these clinical trials. There was a commensurate drop in the price of Biogen stock. And of course, this drug, aducanumab, was finished. And then all of a sudden, it came back on the market, or it came back into the talk of, of researchers and laboratories. In the three months between when they stopped the data sets for the futility analysis and the announcements of the results, they received additional data, which they were able to put back into this data set. They kind of crunched the numbers, massaged them, if you will. And after about seven months after they said they were going to stop pursuing this medication, they changed their mind. And the stock prices shot right back up. Essentially, what they ended up doing was taking some of the information that they had. And typically, when you have these projects that are considered futile, you can abandon that data. But what they did was take that data, add some additional data that they had from continuing the trial. And they were able to get a much different result that made the risk-benefit profile much nicer. And they were able to present that data to the Food and Drug Administration. At a meeting in November, the advisory committee reviewed the application and... Honestly, they all voted overwhelmingly. There was more people on this committee that advised against approving this medication than approved, than, a, than voted to approve this medication. 
what some of the studies found, and, and they knew this going into it, was that an increased dose of this monoclonal antibody could increase the risk of some patients to have basogenic edema in the brain, which was seen using a specific type of imaging study. So they had the data that this was a complication that could occur with higher doses. However, with the new data they were able to add, they were able to contrive kind of a result that was more minimal for the Food and Drug Administration to end up approving. They saw up to 50 they saw up to 35% of patients actually seeing this complication in the study, the new data that they presented. In November, the committee voted against recommending approval. The vote was one yes for approval, eight no's, and two uncertains. According, accordingly, the FDA should have taken this vote into consideration when they decided whether or not to approve the drug. However, they still decided to move forward with approving this medication. So again, the broad overview of this concern is you have a company, and now as clinicians, we have to decide what do we do with the information that we currently have. Based upon the research, I don't have all the data in front of me to determine fully whether it was conducted ethically. There's other people that should be keeping an eye on that, to be honest. But take the information that we have and look at the risk-benefit profile. Are the patients that we're seeing at increased risk for complications or side effects? Um, would we or should we restart or should we start this medication for our patient population? Is this a, an appropriate use of resources? All those are questions that will come into play. The patients are going to come into the office because they will get you know, some direct-to-consumer marketing, especially with this new incredible advance, quote-unquote, in the field of Alzheimer's treatment. And as physicians, we have to be aware of the issues surrounding these new medications. So what are your thoughts when it comes down to drug development and the ethical nature of, of doing so? If you've read anything else on this medication, what are your what, what would you do for the patient sitting in front of you? Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Curbside Ethics. Tune in next week for another episode where we seek to give you tools to make equitable and ethical decisions for the regarding the health of your patients. I'm Dr. Stephen Bradley, your host. Tune in next week.